Welcome to the newest episode of Sean's Sports Show. Um, I did not get a chance to record an episode yesterday because I was in Indian Wells, California instead of the usual Los Angeles, California. So I did not get a chance to record the usually regularly daily scheduled episode. Uh, that was It was supposed to be episode 7 yesterday, but we will transition into an, a special episode today that covers the material from what would be in yesterday's episode and what would have been in today's episode. So without further ado, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, baby. Let's get this show on the road. We are coming at you live from the city that never sleeps, Los Angeles, California. So we are going to start with breaking news in the worldwide world of sports. So the first thing we are going to talk about is, is, it is, it is something that is very interesting to me. Ah. It is English Premier League Soccer. Harry Kane is reportedly ruled out for a month after he suffered an ankle injury versus Bournemouth. Uh, it came off of, it came off he he came off after thirty four minutes of uh, after or during a uh, Tottenham's four one win versus Bournemouth. Uh, Saturday's FA Cup quarterfinal at Swansea City will be the first fixture on Tottenham's upcoming schedule that Harry Kane misses, and he's also set to be absent for trips to Chelsea and Stoke City. He's going to be hopeful to um, be returning in time for the meeting with the uh, Premier League leaders Manchester City at Wembley Stadium on April 14th. Um, he's on track to challenge for a third consecutive Premier League Golden Boot after scoring 34 goals this season, but his, his absence may give the joint leader Mohamed Salah had the chance to pull up ahead of Harry Kane. So yeah, that's that. Now switching gears here to the NBA. Russell Westbrook uh, recorded his 100th triple-double. He's the fourth NBA player in history to do that. He finished with 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists in a 119-107 win over the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night. Oscar Robinson, 181, Magic Johnson, 138, and Jason Kidd, 107, are the only other players in NBA history with at least 100 triple-doubles. The group of guys that's ahead are Hall of Famers, Westbrook said, according to ESPN.com's Royce Young. I'm just happy to be a part of the crew with those guys. Westbrook has now registered a triple-double in three straight games and leads all players with 21 in the season. LeBron James ranks second with 14 following his triple-double Tuesday versus the Phoenix Suns. James also ranks second among all active players with 69 triple-doubles, 31 shy of Westbrook's mark. Winners of the four straight, the Thunder are currently the four seed in the West with a record of 41-29. and 29. So they're one one and a half games of Portland for third, but only two games over the Jazz for eighth. Now switching gears to college basketball, I really don't want to talk about this much because this was absolutely gut gut wrenching for me. Um, Saint Bonaventure beat UCLA in the first four of the of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. The Atlantic Tens Saint Bonaventure defeated the Bruins sixty five to fifty eight, setting up a showdown with the six seeded Florida Gators in the round of sixty four in the East region. Jalen Adams played the role of the hero with a jumper to break a 58-58 tie with less than a minute remaining, even though he was he shot 1 of 15 from the field before that shot. Uh, when Adams hit that shot and three critical free throws on the next possessions, Courtney Stocker left, left, led the game with 26 points and four steals in a game that took on a David versus Goliath, thanks to UCLA's 18 Final Four appearances with 11 national championships. Crunch time consisted of multiple runs as St. Bonaventure used the 12 row run to seize a 58-51 lead before the Bruins answered right, right back with a 7-0 run of their own. That's when Adams put the game in his own hands, showing zero lack of confidence despite his terrible shooting night. 
So that's that. Congrats to the same boat adventure. That really uh, sucks for uh, me and other fans of UCLA basketball, obviously. Um, so now switching gears to the NBA. Back to the NBA. Uh, Kevin Love is aiming to return to the Cavs next week from his hand injury. Uh, it would be against the Phoenix Suns at in Cleveland on March 23rd. Uh, the 29-year-old from that played for UCLA hasn't played since suffering the injury during a game during a game against the Detroit Pistons on January the 30th. He was expected to miss six to eight weeks, and a return next week would fall right into that timeline. His extended absence means he hasn't received the opportunity to play for the Cavs since the team's massive uh, trade deadline moves. Uh, I just want us to get healthy as we as we can get so I, as healthy as we can get so I. So I know, and obviously our coaching staff knows, and we all know what we can become, James told James said. Love averaged 17.9 points, 9.4 rebounds, and 1.6 assists, while shooting 40% from three-point range before the injury. He may be saddled with more offensive responsibility down the stretch as the 39 and 28 Cavs attempt to find their stride. Now, staying in the NBA. Tubby Smith said Wednesday that he's no longer the head men's basketball coach at Memphis. Um, Smith was spent only two seasons at Memphis. He went 40-26 and 26 in two seasons, including a 21-30 and 30 mark in 2017-18. Memphis reached the semifinals of the American Athletic Conference Tournament before falling to Cincinnati. Memphis has now failed to reach the NCAA Tournament in four straight years after making it 10 out of 12 years from 2002-2003 through 2013-2014. The 66-year-old Smith has an extensive head coaching history with stints at Tulsa, Georgia, Kentucky, Minnesota, and Texas Tech, all before Memphis. He has a career record of 597 and 302, with most of his success coming at, with Kentucky. During his career, he's reached the NCAA tournament 18 times, including nine Sweet 16 appearances, four trips to the Elite Eight, one Final Four, and one NCAA national title in 1997-98 at Kentucky. Uh, it'll cost Memphis nine point seventy five million to fire Smith, so it's a good move for Memphis. Uh, unnamed Baylor football player suspended after sexual assault allegations. Baylor University head coach Matt Rule con- confirmed Tuesday two members of the Bears program have been quote separated from the team and amid an investigation into allegations of sexual assault. Rule told KCEN TV he couldn't discuss which players were involved or provide information about the allegations. Quote, I can't get into too many of the details on this specific incident, Rule said. I really don't know too many of the details on this specific incident, but I do know things have been handled the right way. Uh, Rule said the university and football program have implemented all of the recommendations made by the law firm of Pepper Hamilton following the school's sexual assault scandal, which led to widespread leadership changes at Baylor in May 2016. Head coach Art Bryles and athletic director Ian McCaw were among those to exit. I feel like the university put those processes in place and it's our job to carry them out rule told KSEN TV and from what I've seen the university has carried them out and everything has been done in a way that it should be done the current basis the current case is being handled by the McLennan County District Attorney's Office which has yet to be which has yet to bring the investigation details to a grand jury to determine whether criminal charges should be levied against the two football players and the other suspects per Levine and Skalbeck KCEN TV noted it's unclear whether the players will be eligible to rejoin the program once the outcome of the investigation is announced. Uh, so that's unfortunate for those guys. Man, if they're guilty, then uh, it's just stupid decisions on their part. Carlos Hyde is going to sign a three-year uh, contract to Cleveland Browns worth more than $15 million. 
It'll pay Hyde six million in the first year. Um, he played sixteen games for the first time in his career, and he had fifty nine receptions and three hundred fifty receiving yards. It was more than he posted in the previous three years combined. Uh, however, his production on the ground took a step back. Despite appearing in three more games, he ran for fewer yards in twenty seventeen. Then in uh, 2016, he ran for 50 fewer yards. His 3.9 yards per carry were career low and ranked 26th in the NFL. Among the 47 running backs with at least 100 carries, Hyde was 32nd in defense-adjusted yards above replacement, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, so it's a good move for Cleveland. They didn't have any running back whatsoever. So even though Hyde was not very productive last year, it's still a great move uh, for uh, Cleveland. So, uh, yeah. So now switching gears to football, uh, Jarek McKinnon will reportedly will sign a four-year contract with San Francisco 49ers in free agency. It'll be four years for $30 million. McKinnon was 25, rushed for 570 yards and three touchdowns for the Vikings in 2017. Measuring 3.8 yards per carry, he also caught 51 passes for 421 yards and another two touchdowns. His rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions, and total touchdowns were all career highs. The running back was expected to serve as a backup after the Vikings drafted Dalvin Cook in the second round and signed Latvius Latavius Murray to a three-year, $15 million contract before the 2017 season. But Cook tore his ACL in early October, so Murray and McKinnon split backfield duties as the Vikings went on to the postseason. Murray was the most more effective rusher down the stretch, while McKinnon offered more of a threat as a receiver out of the backfield. That left the Vikings with questions. They could re-sign McKinnon and release Murray, whose contract isn't fully guaranteed until the third day of the 2018 league season. They could let McKinnon walk and keep Murray under the contract, or they could keep both players and dedicate a decent chunk of money to the position. The Vikings took the second option. McKinnon hasn't been three-down feature back during his career, but the Niners' contract suggests the team may try him in that role. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported Wednesday that former 49ers running back Carlos Hyde is going to sign with the Browns, and I just talked about that. With Hyde out of the picture, look for McKinnon to be San Francisco's number one guy in the backfield, with Matt Breda and Joe Williams providing depth. Uh, now switching gears to basketball. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers forward Julius Randle said Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic attempted to injure him near the end of LA's 112-103 win Tuesday. According to ESPN's.com, Om, Om Young Misuk, Randle explained his rationale behind shoving Jokic down with 21 seconds remaining. Quote, I just didn't like how he was coming down flailing, flapping his arm and stuff, and that's fine and that is his game. But when you hook my arm and try to pull my shoulder out of place, I don't like that. Randall and Jokic were assessed technical fouls for getting in each other's faces after the incident. The scuffle between Randall and Jokic was a con continuation of recent issues involving the Lakers and Nuggets. Last week, Nuggets guard Jamal Murray got into verbal altercations with Lakers guard Isaiah Thomas and head coach Luke Walton during Denver's 125-116 win. Per Young with Suk, Walton wasn't a fan of Murray's antics, saying, quote, I felt like for the second time we played here, Murray was being a little disrespectful at the end of the game. Just some trash talking toward our guys. In a previous game, Murray dribbled around Lakers guard Lonzo Ball during the uh, waning seconds of a Nuggets win. Randall commented Tuesday on Murray and said he doesn't associate with him much despite their link as Kentucky alums. Quote, I don't talk to him much. Honestly, I like the kid, to be honest. I just don't. We are not for the antics that he has had the past few games. I like him and he is a Kentucky guy, so I'm always going to have that relationship. But this is my team and I'm not going to let the antics fly. On Tuesday, Randall tied teammate Kyle Kuzma and Denver's Wilson Chandler with a game-high 26 points. He also added 13 rebounds. Jokic registered 15 points, 9 boards, and 5 assists for Denver. The Lakers and Nuggets aren't scheduled to meet again this season unless both teams somehow make the playoffs and advance deep into the postseason. Uh, now switching gears back to the NFL. Uh, Tyron Matthew reportedly to be released by the Arizona Cardinals after five seasons. 
CBS Sports Jason LaConfora reported earlier in March that Matthew appeared to be on his way out of Arizona. The move comes as the Cardinals embark on, on the beginning of a rebuild. Arizona finished 8-8 eight and eight in 2017 and lost head coach Bruce Arians, starting quarterback Carson Palmer to retirement in the, in the offseason. Matthew turns 26 only in May, so it isn't as though he's over the hill and couldn't help see Arizona through the next stage of its solo, of its long-term plans. He was also set to count for $14.1 million against the salary cap over each of the next three seasons for over the cap. According to SpotTrack, no safety had a higher cap figure in 2018 than Matthew. But the steep price to pay for a safety when a team is at least a year or two away from playoff contention. By cutting Matthew, the Cardinals will save $4.8 million but absorb $9.3 million in dead money. They're making a short-term hit to leave themselves with more financial flexibility in the future, in my opinion. Uh, so, good move for Arizona. Now, this is a bit of a serious topic. Uh, switching gears to gymnastics, Larry Nassar victims spur Michigan legislature to pass sexual abuse bills. Uh, per ESPN.com, the bills retroactively give victims of sexual abuse and accusers additional time to file a lawsuit, restrict governments from claiming immunity from lawsuits, and require more people to report cases of suspected abuse to proper authorities. The legislation, which has received pushback from universities, governments, businesses, and Roman Catholic Church over the broader financial implications of facing an unknown number of suits for old claims, now moves to the Michigan House of Representatives for additional consideration. Under the current laws in Michigan, people who are sexually abused as, as children generally have the right to sue up until their 19th birthday. The new bill proposes an additional uh, one-year window for children abused in 1997 or later to file a lawsuit. Michigan State Interim President John Engler spoke with the Senate Majority Leader Wednesday, quote, in favor of some of the legislation and, and asked the senators to hold off on voting on other bills until a more thorough fiscal analysis could be done to see what impact they might have. Former Michigan State President Luana Simon announced her resignation and Athletic Director Mark Hollis resigned in January as a follow-up from this whole scandal. Uh, Larry Nassar previously worked as a sports doctor at Michigan State University and, and a physician for USA Gymnastics. He was sentenced to a minimum of, of 125 years in prison stemming from three different criminal cases. At least 260 women and girls said he sexually abused them. Uh, now switching gears to NBA basketball. Back to NBA basketball. Sorry, we're kind of going back and forth. Golden State Warriors shooting guard Clay Thompson could reportedly miss, quote, weeks of action because of the right thumb injury suffered Sunday during the Warriors' 109-103 loss in Minnesota. On Wednesday, Marcus Thompson, second of the Athletic, reported there's, quote, growing concern the injury reported as a sprain is more serious than initially believed, which could lead to an extended absence. Shams Chirani of Yahoo Sports added the alignment could cost Thompson several games, but he's expected to be back by the end of the month. Uh, Mark Medina of the Mercury News reported the right thumb is fractured and the guard won't be re-evaluated until the 22nd. The Warriors, who already clinched the playoff berth, will likely focus on making sure Thompson is ready for the playoffs with less than, mo with less than a month left in the season. It's going to mark the first extended absence for for uh, Clay Thompson. He missed no more than five games in any of his first six seasons and played in 66 of the team's first 67 games this season. Along with Thompson, Golden State is without uh, Steph Curry, who's out for at least another week with an ankle injury. Draymond Green shoulder, Andre Godala wrist, David West arm, Patrick McCaw wrist, and Jordan Bell ankle have also landed on the injury report for the banged-up reigning champions. Uh, so that's going to hurt their chances of beating the Rockets, in my opinion. And this is big news right here. We're switching gears to NF back to NFL football. Joe Thomas retires after 11 seasons with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, quote, this was an extremely difficult decision, but the right one for me and my family. Playing in the NFL has taken a toll on my body, and I can no longer physically compete at the level I need to. From the moment I was drafted, the city embraced me in a way that I could never fully describe. I'm proud to call Cleveland home. 
The loyalty and passion of the fans is unmatched, and it was an honor to play in front of them for the past 11 years. I'd like to thank all of the coaches, teammates, staff, fans, and everyone who has shown me support throughout my career. Even though I will be hanging up my cleats, I will always be a Cleveland Brown. That's class, in my opinion. Uh, many things have gone wrong for the Browns since they returned to the NFL 19 years ago, but Thomas was one of their bright spots after they drafted him number three overall in 2007. Thomas became an immediate starter at left tackle for the Browns as a rookie. He had two historic streaks come to an end in 2017 when he suffered a torn tricep during an October 22nd game against the Tennessee Titans. In addition to Thomas's string of consecutive snaps, his 167 consecutive regular season starts were the fourth among NFL players behind New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning 210, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers 192, and Dallas Cowboys tight end Jason Witten 197. Manning's streak likewise came to an end in 2017. When Thomas first gave indications he was thinking of retirement, the 33-year-old wanted to make sure he gave the Browns notice before the start of free agency so they could plan for everything. Quote, obviously they want to know before the draft and free agency so that if they have different plans, so if they have make different plans, if I'm not going to be there, they want to know about it. He said at the Greater Cruising Sports Awards Bacon in January, I told them I'll make a decision when I'm ready and let them know and give them as much time as I possibly can. Uh, he, he has auditioned for jobs in, in television as a, foot, as a football analyst. With his playing career over, over, Thomas will likely end up in the fo Pro Football Hall of Fame when he becomes eligible in five years. He was a model of consistency throughout his career, he was named to 10 straight Pro Bowls from 2007 to 2016, and was named to the All-Pro first or second team nine times in 11 seasons. So this is just unbelievable in my opinion. Uh, a great career for Mr. Thomas. Um... The Dolphins cut Ndama King Sue. Uh, the my uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported the news as the new league year approached. Sue was due 16.985 million in base salary in 2018 and had a cap hit of 26.1 million per spot track. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald noted 8.5 million of his 2018 salary would have become guaranteed on March 19th if he were on the roster. Miami saved 17 million in cap space by releasing the veteran, according to Miami Herald's Armando Sol Solugero, while carrying 9.1 million in dead money. The Lions originally selected the 6'4", 305-pound defensive tackle, second overall in the 2010 draft. After he spent the first five years of his career dominating offensive lines with the Lions, the Dolphins signed him to a six-year, $114 million contract. Last season, Sue had 48 tackles, 4.5 sacks, and 2 forced fumbles. He had 180 tackles and 15.5 sacks in three seasons. When Miami signed Sue to his mega deal, it was a 500 team looking for an extra boost. Sue helped the franchise end a seven-year playoff drought in 2016, but the playoffs, did, but the Dolphins did not win consistently during his time in Miami. Miami went 22 and 26 in the regular season, and I won one in the playoffs during Sue's three years with the team. Sue has missed only two games across his eight-season career. Between his lack of significant injury, injury history and his production, he should have no problem generating interest on the market. Now we're switching gears to Champions League football. Barcelona beat Chelsea in Champions League after uh, Messi's brace. Lionel Messi netted twice to reach 100 UEFA Champions League goals as Barcelona became the final side to secure their spot in the quarterfinals of the 2017-18 tournament by beating Chelsea 3-0 at the Camp Nou on Wednesday. With the tie poised at 1-1 after the first leg, the Argentinian put Barca ahead inside three minutes as he beat uh, Thibaut Courtois from a very tight angle. Messi then set up Osimhen Dembele for his bar first Barca goal from midway through the opening half and netted his second just after the, just after the hour to seal the win. Chelsea were far from poor on the night, but paid heavily for a lack of clinical finishing and a couple of Courtois' errors. Messi's opener, after just 128 seconds, was as much down to poor goalkeeping from Courtois as it was the Argentinians' brilliance. 
So yeah, congrats to Barcelona. Uh, switching back to the NFL football, Trevor Simeon trade to Vikings reportedly being finalized with the Broncos. On Wednesday, Ian Rappaport of NFL.com reported the Minnesota Vikings were finalizing a trade for the fourth-year quarterback. The Broncos will send Simeon and a late-round 2018 pick to Minnesota in exchange for a 2019 draft pick from the Vikings. The fact that the Broncos are parting ways with Simeon is not surprising. He continued to struggle in his second season as the team's starting QB, and it became clear he wasn't going to be Denver's long-term answer at quarterback. Whether they give Paxton Lynch a serious shot to be a starter or select a QB in the, in the draft, the Broncos need to go in a different direction. Simeon only counts for 705000 against the salary cap and has one more year left on his contract, so the Vikings aren't assuming a major financial burden. Between 2016 and 2017, Simeon threw for 5,686 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 24 interceptions in 25 games. He also completed 59.3% of his passes and had a 79.9 quarterback rating. Uh, so it's a good pickup for Minnesota and a good move for, um, for um, Denver. Switching gears back to the NBA. Um, Andrew Wiggins is reportedly unhappy with the role behind Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler. And Wednesday, Darren Wolfskin of KSTP via 1500 ESPN Twin Cities said Wiggins has, quote, whispered to teammates about being discontent with his place within the squad. Butler has been out of action since late February with a knee injury, which has allowed the 23-year-old Kansas product to take on a more expensive role alongside Towns. He's responded by averaging 20 points in five March appearances, his highest mark of any month this season. Head coach Tom Thibodeau and point guard Jeff Teague praised Wiggins' performance during the team's win over the Warriors on Sunday and said he must, he must maintain that level. He's got to do it, Thibodeau said. It's in him. I see it. I know he sees it. I think he's played for the most part really well since the All-Star break. I want more. I want more aggressiveness. I want, I want him to keep attacking. When, he's, when he gets going downhill, he's almost impossible to stop. Teague added, we tell him to... Quit saddling men and get to the basket. He's one of the best athletes in the NBA, and he did that tonight, and Carl was great down the stretch. The 28-year-old guard who Minnesota acquired in a June trade with the Chicago Bulls leads the team in scoring and ranks second in assists, so when he's on the floor, it typically means less touches for Andrew Wiggins. One thing's for sure, the Timberwolves need Butler, Towns, and Wiggins, who signed a five-year extension with the organization in October on the same page during the stretch run of the regular season as they battle for a playoff spot. Uh, now switching gears back to the NFL, I am sorry for going back and forth. The Oakland Raiders repeatedly, reportedly released wide receiver Michael Crabtree on, on Thursday after three seasons. With the decision to cut Crabtree, there is now a, uh, quote, high probability. Former Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson signs with the Raiders. Um, he finished with 58 receptions for 618 yards and eight touchdowns for a Raiders team that struggled to a 6-10 record and missed the playoffs. Uh, so, he, he was selected with the 10th pick in the 2009 draft by the 49ers, and while he did have a 1,000-yard se season in six years with the team, he didn't truly hit his stride until teaming up with quarterback Derek Carr in Oakland. So, it's a good move for Oakland, and uh, I think Crabtree needs a fresh start. Uh, Kyrie Irving may need another surgery on his knee, Danny Ainge says. Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, said Thursday, on his appearance on 98.5 The Sports Hub's Toucher and Rich, that the team does expect Irving to be, quote, fresh and healthy for the postseason. We knew 
coming into this year that he probably wasn't going to be an 82-game guy. He was going to be a 72-75 to 75 game guy in order to keep him fresh for the playoffs, and that's what it's been, and we're just extra cautious. We have, we have the good fortune of being extra cautious right now, and we want him fresh and healthy. And we think that he will, and and we think that he will become playoff time. Irving previously had surgery on the same knee in June 2015 after he fractured his kneecap with the Cavs in Game One of the Finals against the Warriors. Ainge didn't specifically didn't specify when Irving would need surgery. He only said it could happen this summer or maybe the following summer or maybe the summer after that. Irving left Boston's March 11th game against the Pacers with knee soreness after playing 16 minutes. The next day, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported the Celtics are confident it's quote no more than tendonitis. It's considered day to day. Celtics have already clinched the playoff spot in the East. They trailed the Toronto Raptors by four and a half games for the number one seed with 14 games left. Irving leads the team with 24.4 points and 5.1 assists. The Oakland Raiders, Doug Martin and the Raiders agree to a contract after six seasons with the Bucks. The Bucks released their 2012 first-round pick in February after six years with the team. The move helped the Buccaneers save $6.75 million in cap space. In 2017, Martin rushed for a career-low 406 yards on 2.9 yards per carry while finding the end zone only three times. Marshawn Lynch's future with the Raiders was up in the air this offseason, but now John Gruden knows there's no question there will be a pro bowler in the backfield with Derek Carr. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported in early March that Gruden came away impressed with Martin as a person after a face-to-face meeting. As for play on the field, there's plenty that should have the new Oakland coach intrigued. So it should be interesting. Good Good move for both parties, in my opinion. For Oakland and for uh, Martin, just my own personal opinion. Um, Arsenal reached the last eight of the Europa League. As we all know, my team, Manchester United, won the Europa League last year. So Arsenal beat Milan three-one, and it was five-one on the aggregate. Uh, the owner. New Orleans Saints and Pelicans owner Tom Benson dies at the age of 90. He was hospitalized with the flu at um, Oxner Medical Center in Jefferson, Louisiana on February 16th. During his 32 seasons as principal owner, the Saints went 271 and 256 while con- clinching six division titles. The peak of Benson's tenure came in 2009 when the Saints went 13-3 and and beat the Indianapolis Colts in Super Bowl 44. Uh, so that's big. Rest in peace. My condolences go out to his family, friends, and the people of New Orleans, the fans of the Saints and Pelicans. And as I reported earlier, Jordy Nelson is going to sign a two-year $15 million deal with the Raiders. $13 million is guaranteed. Nelson spent the first 10 years of his career with the Green Bay Packers, winning a Super Bowl in 2010 and reaching the Pro Bowl in 2014. He registered 85 or more receptions three times, 1,200 receiving yards four times, and at least seven touchdown receptions five times. In his prime, he established himself as Aaron Rodgers' top option in the passing game, offering the ability to stretch the field, make difficult aerial receptions, and provide a consistent threat in the red zone. Nelson struggled struggled with Rodgers, uh, injured during the 2017 season, however, catching just 53 passes for 482 yards and six touchdowns. With the emergence of Devontae Adams as a star on the outside and the reported signing of tight end Jimmy Graham, Nelson became expendable in Green Bay. At 32, it is fair to question whether Nelson's best football is behind him, on the other hand, he's only one season removed from producing 97 catches, 1257 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Oakland is banking on that version of Nelson to return and provide a boost in the 2018 season. Um, the Raiders were 16th in both passing yards and passing touchdowns in 2017, seeing those numbers drop significantly from 13th and 8th, respectively, in 2016. As the Raiders seek a return to the postseason after missing out in 2017, 
Derek Carr and new head coach John Gruden will hope Nelson provides a spark for the team's offense. Hopefully he does, but I don't really care. Um, uh, so as I said earlier, or maybe I didn't say this, but I meant to say it, uh, this episode will not have a number in it next to the next to the title. It'll just be special episode, and then in parentheses it'll say covers material from 7 and 8, meaning yesterday's episode 7 and today's episode 8. Um, let's see here. Luke Walton said Alonzo Ball's uh, ability to score will improve with time. I mean, you can't forget the kid's 19 years old. After all, man, after all. Um, what should I talk about here? The World Boxing Council, WBC, about Canelo Alvarez, or Canelo Alvarez, are saying everything points to contamination. Um, Antonio Fernandez, Fernandez Hernandez, who is a doctor for the WBC, has reviewed the facts of the incident, and he believes it's clearly a case of food contamination. At the time, Hernandez believes Canelo's handler should have been more careful, especially since the issue of uh, clenbuterol is well known in Mexico. Quote, Canelo has everything at hand, doctors, nutritionists, to physical trainers, so this is an oversight. The amount of clenbuterol they found is very little. It was an accident, a mistake by his team, because he probably ingested a contaminated meat, explained Hernandez. I have to clarify something. Clenbuterol is a hormone that helps eliminate fat and increase muscle. However, the amount that was found in Canelo was minimal, which means that it's a feeding problem and his team is responsible. We have to remember that this is not the first time that this has happened to an athlete in Mexico. Take into account that in Mexico, almost all of meat is contaminated, so athletes must consume select meat. If anyone is tested, he will come up with a, with detectable levels of clenbuterol. And this and this time it was Canelo's turn, and that is why there is so much noise. So that's interesting. There's going to be a bo- boxing event this Saturday. Uh, world title challengers Jose Ramirez and Amir Imam and undefeated Irish featherweight sensation Michael Con- Conlon took part in a final press conference ahead of a special St. Patrick's Day world title extravaganza Saturday, March 17th at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Ramirez and Imam will challenge for the vacant World Boxing Council super lightweight title, while Conlon, 5-0, a 2016 Olympian, will face David Berna in an eight-round special attraction. The Ramirez-Imam fight will mark the 2000th world title bout in the WBC's 55-year history. Ramirez-Imam, Conlon, Bernan, the interim WBC title world title bout between Alexander the Nail Gvozdik and Mehdi Amar will be televised live and exclusively at 8 p.m. Eastern ES on Eastern on ESPN. The undercard will also include the returns of Puerto Rican stars Felix Verdejo, Christopher Diaz, and Jose Perdaza in three separate fights. Promoted by Top Rank and Don King Productions in association with Madison Square Garden. Um, it's going to be a good night of boxing, in my opinion. Uh, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is this has been the special edition of Sean's Sports Show. I have a few, I have a list of a few people that I would want as special guests on my show in the future, such as rappers, former boxers, current boxers, and tennis experts and a te- former tennis players. So let me go. Let me know what you guys want to see the most. Give me feedback. All feedback is appreciated, of course. Let me know if you want to be featured on the show. If you want the official shows. Uh, Instagram to shout you out. Uh, let me go. Let me know if you want to be a permanent co-host of mine. I currently do not need one, but I'll think about. I'll consider every request that is made. Uh, so once again, 
episodes one, two, four, five, six, and obviously this special episode are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts. We're currently working to get them on the show on the Stitcher and Spotify, as well as some other services. But iTunes is the biggest one, so it's on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check it out. The link is in my Instagram bio. The link is in the sound the official podcast Instagram bio. Uh, visit my website. That's www.seansportshow.com for all the links to the episodes, as well as the description of my show, what we talk about here, how we go about our um, daily um, things, what our philosophies are. I'm gonna add some poll. I'm gonna be doing polls on my Instagram about what you guys think. I want to know what you guys think. So what I'm gonna be start. What I'm gonna start doing is putting polls on my personal Instagram, and I'm gonna be analyzing the results of those polls of what you guys vote for. Uh, so yeah, so that's it for this episode. Episode. Um, we're gonna be jumping to episode eight tomorrow, or episode nine actually. Uh, so that's it. Thank you for listening. We are. Uh...